1: The
0: Good morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis, this is MJ Network, MJ in memory of my sister Marsha Joyce, boy I wish you were here. This is going to be so great. The author of Murder, Sweet Murder is here. Eleanor is here. And we're going to learn a little bit about it. This is really, and this is the best one yet, I have to tell you. So in January 1801, when Lydia's estranged father is accused of murder, whoa, Will Reese escort such to bust to uncover the truth. But Marcus Farrell is believed to have murdered one of his workers, a boy from Jamaica where he owns a plantation. Marcus swears he's innocent. However, a scandal has aroused by his refusal to answer questions and accusations he bribed officials. What's going to happen? You're going to find out, but you're not going to get all the answers. And welcome to MJ Network. And I have to tell you, this is really intriguing, and it was kind of different from the other ones that you've written. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I one of the things I get from a lot of the readers is uh, people want to know more about Lydia. You learn yeah. a lot about uh his past, Reese's past, but you don't learn too much about hers so this was a way of showing some of what she came from.
0: I love Lydia, I love will too <laughs> mhm
1: so thank she you she
0: gets a She gets a letter. How did the letter bring them to Boston in the winter and travel had to be kind of difficult back then
1: oh yes uh it, because the weather, of course, was chancy, which is still a problem today. But they're going in a coach, and uh, she is reluctant to go anyway because she's estranged from her father. So uh, they are really kind of dreading the trip. I know that's hard.
0: Why did Lydia feel she needed to go there?
1: well she her sister wrote the letter, her sister Cordelia, uh when the scandal erupted, and it's widely assumed that Marcus Farrell did kill that young man, but bribed the judge so that he could go free, uh, none of the young men that uh, Cordelia has been seeing, and none of the young women who have been inviting her to parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm. want to be seen with her anymore now all of a sudden her friendships and her marriage prospects are dead so she's desperate to have it solved uh and uh of course her father declared innocence so that she can go on with her life and lydia who feels somewhat responsible you know says Mm. oh okay so we'll 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 come to boston plus lydia had another reason uh, Jerusa, their adopted daughter, wants to become a teacher. And mm. the schools are not that great in where they are in Maine. So she wants her to go to a better school. And she's thinking maybe Boston will have something.
0: Jerusa, you're my kind of kid, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, they want to a become an girl. educator.
0: Yes, yeah, she is. I like her. <laughs> so explain her family dynamics. And the minute you get there she arrives, you feel like there's an ice, ice chill over her, over yes. everybody. It's a coldness, and I felt it, too, when I was reading it.
1: Well, she, of course, her, her sister uh, is thrilled to see them and thrilled to see her sister, but uh, the, her Cordelia's mother is actually Marcus Farrell's second wife, so she is Lydia's uh, stepmother. And so right away, there is tension there reese feels uncomfortable uh and mark both marcus farrell and his wife isabeau are very open about this their disdain for for will reese who's basically a weaver and a farmer because they come from money and they live in a, a really a large house in boston lots of servants mm-hmm. and all of that and you know he's he's not a Uh, A wealthy man he they they struggle to make ends meet all the time so they are very disdainful of the uh uh and and they're totally contemptuous of derusa because she's not Mm -hmm. lydia's child so they're very very contemptuous of her so yeah not not wonderful people
0: I know that, and I do know people that think that other people, because they're not rich, are not good enough to be in their airspace, and that is really mm-hmm. horrible, Marcus Farrell, how would you describe him? I was very happy that he wouldn't be my father and yeah. why was he- yeah why was he estranged from his brother and son? yeah, Marcus, wake up
1: well, um. I think of this this one as the third in a way after Death in the Great Dismal and Murder on Principle because what I'm really talking about is slavery in the United States. And in uh Death in the Great Dismal they go down to the Great Dismal Swamp in Virginia In Murder on Principle the slave owner who uh, of some of the people that Reese and Lydia have liberated Come looking for them in this one, I what I wanted to show is the effect of the triangle trade. Marcus Farrell uh, is part of that. He has a fleet of ships, and he uh, sends salted cod to the plantations in the Caribbean, and uh, picks up rum, which he brings back to Boston. It's distilled in, he actually brings up molasses from the mm. sugar on his plantation, which is distilled into rum, and he uses that, some of it anyway, to buy more slaves. So even though he lives in Boston, a northeastern mm. city, he is really in the thick of the uh, of the whole problem with uh, slavery, and that is why he's estranged mm. from Lydia. She doesn't like it, and she ran away to the, cook- the shakers. Um, his son was uh, on one of the the ships, the slave ships, and uh, he couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. He, he felt that the quote is that you'd have to have no heart or soul to be able to do that work, and he refused to do it, and his father thought of him as a coward so, uh, and threatened to cut him off and not leave him, make him his heir, so he's estranged with his son um and you know and then of course marcus farrell is estranged from his brother julian who runs the distillery so all in all you know not a great person
0: not really and how could you take sugar and replace coffee where would i be without coffee I mean, really? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's my staple. It's the only thing that doesn't that that makes me happy in the morning. So, why does he claim ownership of the plantation, and how would he benefit from it? And Who's Rourke?
1: Okay. Well, Rourke, the plantation uh, mm. was originally owned by Rourke's father. Uh, he uh, he owned the plantation and originally marcus and his brother julian imported the sugar from that plantation but they kept pressing him to plant more fields in sugar now sugar depletes the soil and it is very labor intensive so you constantly need more people to work it and nobody i would imagine would choose to do this job because it's a terrible job so they they needed more slaves So he borrowed money from Marcus Farrell to buy the slaves, and then they Mm. had a bad year where the crop failed, and now he owes all this money. So Marcus Farrell feels that he should get the plantation uh, Mm. in lieu of the the debt. So he wants to take the plantation, plant his own sugar, and have total control of the entire operation.
0: Not a very nice man. That's a Mm -hmm. shut-up. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is really quite enlightening. What happens when Marcus is accused
1: of murder, but is not charged? Well, I guess this is my cynicism showing, because Marcus Farrell is a very, very wealthy man, yeah. and uh, everyone thinks that he has bribed a judge to let him go free. Um, mm. That turns out not to be the case. That uh, does does turn out that uh, he is not charged for for some other reasons. He ha- he has an alibi for the night when or from when the uh, victim was was murdered. Mm. So, but because he's he's so wealthy, uh, people just assume that he paid his way out of it out of trouble.
0: A lot of people assume that today too. If you know if you listen to the news, that's exactly yes.
1: how it sounds. <laughs> yep. it, yeah. Well, I, Don't I, you I, think people people are the same, and you you have the same kind of personality uh, people kind of people over and over? Yeah. I do.
0: It's scary. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it,
0: it It is. It is scary. And uh, I, you know something? I don't think I'd want to buy my way out of a situation if I was wrong. You just have yeah, to face it, uh, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well. Well, this this guy Marcus, I think that he, he kind of, in a lot of ways, feels entitled, and he yeah. he really he really, especially at the beginning of the book, kind of feels that, you know, his whole life is about making money, making mm. money, and um, you know, running this business. It's only towards the end that he starts to to moderate a little bit, and that's because of some of the things that happens.
0: Well, there's more to this book. I know there's going to be another one. There has to be. I'd be disappointed if there wasn't another one. So how did this affect his family and his social status? And this is where it gets interesting, Mr. Hutchinson. I'm not sure about that one.
1: Yeah. Well, Mr. Hutchinson obviously is one of Marcus Farrell's white-collar employees. He was... Uh, he he worked in the Caribbean running one piece of the operation down in the Caribbean, and now he comes back to Boston to help Marcus Farrell in their office uh, because Marcus Farrell has decided that his daughter, Cordelia, will marry Mr. Hutchinson that way. They will keep all the the, the plantation, the, the distillery, mm. everything in the family uh, under kind of under his thumb. Um, so, and of course, Hutchinson at one point, Reese, who's who's in his forties, is horrified because Cordelia is eighteen, and mm. Hutchinson is probably in his late thirties, so he's almost as old as Reese is.
0: I do understand that. My dad tried to do that. He, mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't succeed. Yeah, I was like 18 and a half, and he introduced me to the pharmacist next door to his store that was close to four days ago. Yeah, he's old enough to be my grandfather. Forget that. But yeah. he's rich. Yeah, no, well, no, I no, think that's, that's,
1: that's the thing.
0: Yeah, he's rich. That's what's scary. So Cordelia, she's a trip and a half. I like her. So he chose <laughs> yeah she 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 was like a kid, you know. She, she didn't want to be bored. I mean, and then she gets to go out with him, and like, oh God, he's as boring as yeah. anything. But yeah. tell us about well, she's, she, the, they're
1: they're different generations. They have nothing yeah, in I common. Know.
0: Well, tell us about a little bit about the stepmother. Hmm.
1: Okay, oh Isabelle.
0: Well, yeah, Isabelle.
1: She was she was raised for at least part of the time on what is now Haiti. At at that time, it was called the Pearl of the Antilles. It was a beautiful island, and it also had uh, the plantations. It had a tremendous French influence. And at the time this story takes place, there's a a, a rebel, a slave named Toussaint, who is stirring up trouble. And, of course, Isabeau is very unhappy about it because it means that she had to be shipped off to Jamaica to get her out of the way of the problems. And that's where Marcus meets her. And she is, um, she's, she's, uh, I, I'm not sure that she's that unusual in a lot of ways because Isabeau <laughs> looks out for Isabeau, right? And she yeah. wants to make sure she has a, a, a good lifestyle and a good life. But she wants what she wants.
0: Sounds like a lot of other people that I know.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm
0: not like that. Yeah, I, I, I hate people that you do things at the expense of others.
1: That is wrong. It is, I agree with you, but I think that it's yeah. it's pretty common. And oh yeah, um, yeah. So I think you know. And, and but Lydia makes takes pains to say that she was never mistreated. Isabel saved her fire for a Lydia's brother James because he was the heir, and she was afraid mm. that at some point she might not have this cushy lifestyle.
0: So sad. So, mm-hmm. my wait, I love Reese. There's no doubt about it. I love Reese. So how does Reese go about learning about Marcus's secrets and his gambling debts? I mean, I well, really you know, think that he's great.
1: The thing that I found interesting in this book is that in most of the others, Reese has... support network you know he's friends with uh the local constable he knows the doctor when he travels he usually knows somebody you know who can at least give him a little assistance here he's in hostile territory so um he has to actually talk to people so they go to visit marcus farrell's brother julian they have to track down lydia's brother james they, uh, because Lydia grew up here she she still has a, a few friends, so they find a friend and they mm. talk to the friend and get some information that way. But he has to really work hard to mm. to get any of the information, and in some ways it 's harder because he 's not getting any help from Marcus or Isabel. They want him to stay out of it and not investigate, so uh, he 's really um, going against the headwinds in this one.
0: So I, I found this kind of really unusual and crazy. Cordelia wouldn't go out with Mr. Hutchinson because, and Isabel wouldn't let her go by without without her. Mm-hmm. And that sort of lets you know where this was going to go. Why, why would she do that, Isabel? And why tell everybody she wants Cordelia to marry this guy when whatever?
1: <laughs> well, you know there are a couple of things going on here. One yeah. is that in this day and age, uh, a gently brought up young woman has to be has to have a chaperone, and so Isabeau would, as the mother, could reasonably be expected to chaperone her daughter as she went out with this prospective suitor. I mean, it just turns out that Isabeau is is much more sophisticated and experienced and is actually able to talk to this other man much more than Cordelia, whose interests are much more limited at this point. Um, So that's one thing. And, of course, I think Isabeau has many reasons of her own for wanting Cordelia to be married to this dry old stick, as Cordelia refers to him as uh because you know so and of course marcus farrell makes no bones about it he wants his daughter settled and he wants the his business to be taken care of so if he marries her to mr hutchinson he sees both both problems solved in one easy easy fell swoop
0: what would happen if cordelia decided to take a hike somewhere
1: yeah I don't know. well um uh, I thought and, about that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, it's one point she says to Lydia, "You did the right thing. You ran away." Uh-huh. And you know, so you. But Lydia, in a lot of ways, is is smarter than Cordelia, and she she had mm-hmm. a plan, and she ended up with the Shakers where she was safe. I don't know what Cordelia would have done. I mean, I don't think she thinks too much.
0: I don't think so either, but I wonder what would have happened if Cordelia said, I'm coming with you, Lydia, to be a shaker
1: <laughs> I Yeah would have liked that. I'm gonna come, come and live with that. you. Well she yeah, might have. Be... She might have, you know, because they would they would have yeah. of course taken her in and given her a home. It would have been a shock to her though. Coming I know, from the world, and whole our whole system. She,
0: well she might have had choice and had to do something like the rest of them.
1: That's Just right. That they, exactly. They have great
0: kids like me, well, too. they all work. <laughs> Yep. Everybody, oh, I. you know something I grew up with? If you want something, you're going to earn it because I'm not giving it to you. Nobody got anything well, and, for free without working.
1: That's right. And, of course, when you're on a farm, if you've ever, mm-hmm. you know, even spent a day on a farm, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and everybody helps.
0: Now, my father was in the cleaning business, and I got stuck cleaning, bagging, and pressing the work with the presser, (laughs) but you know what, that's what he said, so this is a very interesting time period, Boston back then, how are messages received, or delivered, because it's not the same, there were no telephones, and what research did you do into this time period, because this is really interesting.
1: Well, um, you're right, Uh, one of the things that's kind of a challenge uh, about writing any of these books is there's there's no... there's no way of communicating messages unless you put something in the newspaper because they did have newspapers or you've met them face-to-face or you you know you had a messenger no telephone no telegraph you know and it's very different I think from this day and age where we all expect to get communication you know like um, you know uh, almost instantaneously back then you had to be a lot more patient so he actually has to walk around and talk to people and when they're trying to get a message to Lydia's brother and they don't really know where he is they have Mm -hmm. to put something in the newspaper and hope that he sees it so it's very very difficult you know to glean a lot of this information not sitting down to the computer and quickly looking something up on the internet you really had to, to go out there and physically, you know, search and talk to everyone and, and look at everything to, to really find out what was going on. On the other hand, I think it makes more, it's more interesting in a way, and I think you find out other things you don't find out if you're on the Internet because you find out how, peop, how do people's body language, you know, what does that mm-hmm. tell you? Do you think they're lying? Do you think they're telling you the truth? Do you think they know more that they're not telling you? So, you know, you have to, he has to be able to read all of that. The other thing is, of course, that he knows a few things about tracking from his friend Philip. None mm. of that is at all, any help at all, in Boston, because this is a city.
0: city. It's, it, this is interesting, because basically... The newspaper is just in that town. People are, people in other places are not going to get it, so they had a hope that Julian sees it. So tell us yeah. about Julian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, now you put the newspaper out, any newspaper, you can get it online, and sometimes That's you don't right. want to get it because you don't, you don't really want to read the news. Sometimes I don't want to read the news at all. It's horrible. And sometimes yeah. it's just a bunch of, no, of nonsense. So tell us about Julian. Why would somebody want him dead? And I really felt bad, seriously.
1: Well, don't forget that he he is Marcus Farrell's brothers, and for a long time yeah. they were partners, and they they bought the plantation together, and the fleet. The, well, they at that point they only had one ship, uh, so but they owned it together. So Julian knows a lot of secrets, and he knows a lot of secrets about Marcus Farrell. So and Marcus Farrell, and not just Marcus Farrell, he knows secrets about. Uh, the wedding with Isabeau. He knows secrets about even things that he might guess about Mr. Hutchinson. So Mm. he he, you know, and he and Marcus Farrell are on the outs because Marcus Farrell, because of his gambling debts wants to sell the distillery. And Mm. what would Julian do for a living then if the distillery goes? Because Marcus has taken everything under his control and it's in his name. Marcus would be, I mean Julian, would be out in the cold. He'd have nothing. So he has a real stake in, uh, mm. in you know, keeping those secrets. And if, But and Marcus has a, a, a stake in keeping him quiet because if Julian starts saying, well, I know this and I know that, Marcus could be in a lot of trouble.
0: Marcus is a clever man. But why would they think yeah. that Mr. Hutchinson had something to do with the murder?
1: Well, you know, the the thing is, as it works through, first of all, he worked in the office down in Jamaica. So he is aware of the plantation and all of that. He knows uh, a lot of the, the business that Marcus is doing. As Reese says at one point, if if something happened to Marcus Farrell, could Mr. Hutchinson step into it and run the business? And the answer is yes. Plus, if he marries uh, Cordelia, he immediately steps into a position where there is a lot of money. I mean, Cordelia has a, a dowry, and the the carrot that Marcus Farrell keeps holding out to him is that uh, whoever Cordelia's husband is will eventually take over the business. So Mr. Hutchins, and then, of course, you can see that he and Isabeau are starting a flirtation. So he has several reasons that he could kind of wish uh, to ho- hang on to the business, to remove Marcus Farrell even, perhaps, to get the business and to get, you know, the, one of the, the women, the Farrell women. So uh, he has a, a lot of motive, and it looks like he has opportunity.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he married Claudillion. She disappeared into the ground afterwards.
1: Yeah. He sounds like yeah. That's
0: what worries about Me too because he he would what what he's you know she died of whatever malaria poisoning black plague anything he could have done anything yeah
1: exactly yep and then he gets everything that's exactly exactly right so uh, he's a sketchy kind of character and Mm. um, I think everyone is is right to uh, mistrust him.
0: See, I got that. I really impressed with myself today.
1: <laughs> tell, us,
0: tell us how and why Reese learned about a witness at the Painted Pig. I, I just love Reese. Well, he doesn't give up until he gets it.
1: I know. He's like a bulldog, isn't he? He just gets something. He's my kind of person. And, um, so um, he is, you know, he and Lydia are still thinking that they are going to investigate the murder. Hmm. Uh, but things ramp up a bit after they've talked to uh, Marcus Farrell's brother, Julian. And it, during one of those conversations, um, Julian says, I don't know why my brother told you that the murder took place in little Africa because it place at this, this uh, tavern uh named the painted pig. So um Reese thinks to himself well i better go over there and see if they know anything see if i if i can take a look at the place where the body was found maybe i can find some clues that's how he finds out about the painted pig otherwise he would never have known because you know nobody else was telling him anything so he goes to the painted pig and he sees the spot whereas a body was discovered. And then he starts asking even more questions, like why was mm. the painted pig even chosen as a location? I mean, it's not exactly Marcus Farrell's kind of a place. The painted pig is for, you know, the craftspeople that live around there to come and have a meal. It's not for the likes of Marcus Farrell.
0: It's almost as if they stereotype where they go to eat, or where mm-hmm. they where they go anywhere. That that is really well, sad.
1: Well, I think you know that even more back then than than now. Everything was very mm. class. And mm-hmm. he he may have started out as a poor man, but he has a lot of money now, and he's going to make sure that he, you know, uses all of that and the prestige that comes along with it. He's not going to be seen in, in a uh an average tavern, you know, rubbing shoulders with what he I'm sure he thinks of as a hoi polloi. So but I mean Reese feels very comfortable in the painted pig because he is like he's a weaver and a farmer, so he's he's one of them. One of those people.
0: It's sad that people classify you by your you know, income or how you where you work or whatever. I mean it's it's, it's scary. That even, even as an as an educator like myself with a lot of degrees, people will say, well, you didn't turn out to be um, a millionaire or something. You know what? Who cares? doesn't really well, matter. Well, the worst
1: of it is that just having money, and that's one of my points, just having yeah. money did not make Marcus Farrell admirable in any way. No. And you, when you, you think about that. how he made his money, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was disgusting. So.
0: Well, there are a lot of people today on the news that are the same way.
1: So yes, exactly.
0: Did, I love James. So sad. Why did he meet with Lydia and then take a hike?
1: Well, um, I, you have to remember that James uh, is thinks his life has been threatened. So he's willing to meet with Lydia, but he doesn't want anyone to know where he is because he's afraid somebody might find him. I mean, yeah. he he is aware. That uh, if he is removed from the picture, um, the likely heir would be Cordelia, and that means that uh, Isabeau would be the one controlling the money, and he would have nothing. Well, of course, he'd be dead then. So he, he wants to keep moving and keep out of sight so that uh, he cannot be found.
0: I can't blame him. Isabel's evil. This makes it literally look bad for a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: why did Reese check out Julian's chamber? What was he hoping to find?
1: Well, you know the the thing is that in in forensics, there's a rule that whenever you anybody is in a room, you leave trace. You know, if you talk listen to any of the crime shows on TV, they talk about trace and transfer and all of that. So Reese feels that uh you know you always go to the place where the body was found and you look around and see if you can find clues and of course with julian he does he find he starts to follow the path that leads him eventually to the to the end because they find uh evidence of the plantation for one and it gives them uh a um a way of kind of trying to track down both Rourke and James, so he he knows that if if you go and look at the place, you might find something that helps you take the next step. So, well, you know, one don't
0: thing have we haven't a...
1: talked. Go on. We have we, one thing we haven't talked about either is that Lydia's pregnant.
0: I was bringing that up next, but I didn't know if you wanted okay. to talk about that one.
1: Yeah. I worried yes. about her
0: because it's not safe to be where she is and pregnant and with all these crazy people I was worried mm-hmm. about her. What is this number nine or number ten? That
1: she's well this having? is this is her second her second child. Uh they they bring Sharon, the little girl with them to Boston. But and then this is their little their second child and they're hoping for a boy. But mm-hmm. uh, they've adopted five children, and uh, Reese has a child from his previous marriage, David. Mm-hmm. So that's six. Plus these two is uh, would be eight. So that would be eight kids.
0: That's an awful lot yeah. back then. But she's got an awful lot of people. They take. You know, that's what got me is when when you said that um, when they leave to go somewhere. To travel or anything, the kids have to take care of the kids, and that that's worries right. me. But uh, yeah, I know it's a it's a great responsibility for the older kids. But her kids wouldn't not listen because her mommy and daddy came come home. Oh boy, you better watch out. So, was there yeah. somebody that's older? Let's say there was an emergency or somebody got sick, who would they go to to get help? There's well, be you remember there that.
1: Do you remember that they bring in Annie?
0: Annie yeah, I know. is like a character
1: I'll... from uh Death in Salem. She uh Reese and Lydia rescue her from a brothel actually. Mm. And she has been living with the Shakers but she's not really suited for that particular life. So she actually comes and uh helps uh w- watch the, the children. And you know, to modernize this is mm. you're right, it's like the children watching the children but back then it was absolutely common nobody would think a second thing a thought about it the older children always looked after the younger children it was just the way of it and since a lot of girls got married when they were 16 17 and 18 mm-hmm. you were considered an adult by then so if you were 16 and you were watching the younger children well you were an adult you were the adult so it's it's a totally different kind of mindset.
0: No wonder when my when I was 17 and my brother was born, my mother gave me the, the job of taking care of him. And I'm still in. am so sad. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what the old I way. I said, not, not that old. I said, <laughs> how could you do that? She said, well, basically, he was born on your birthday, so he's your present. You're stuck. Oh, uh, gee. I, I,
1: well, I meant she. Yeah, had, no, that's what that I said. A, yeah. Boy, yeah, I, I so, feel you. I had uh, many younger siblings myself.
0: It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. As, uh, why did Marcus want them not to investigate?
1: Well, I—he didn't want to, to stir anything up. He felt that he had bought it, that he was out of it, that he was innocent, that he had a lot of influential friends. And that if they investigated, they'd simply stir the pot, and they would keep the scandal going. Plus, I think on some level, at least in my mind, mm. he was afraid of what they might dig up, and he didn't want that to happen. So it was better if they just let it lie, even if it was mm. hard on Cordelia right now. You know, he, and also, don't you think he was kind of self-centered? A little. You would think, <laughs> yeah,
0: self-absorbed, self-centered, total high self-esteem in himself. Yeah, he's got it all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's everything
0: yep. that some of those politicians on the news are, are, are not as even bad as he is. I mean, to have a father like that that doesn't care, that wants you to get married to somebody that's rich so that everything stays where it's supposed to stay, never figuring the guy might bump you off and heck with you too. And I don't think yeah. Mr. Hutchinson really appreciated what Marcus Fowler was doing with him. And besides the fact that anybody that buys slaves, how do you buy somebody and, and run their life, and then they could sell a slave, they could sell a child to another person as a slave? There no, there's mm-hmm. no such thing as, as a family. That's my educator in me. What can I say? Yes.
1: Yes, it was, it was a very terrible thing. But, you know, I think somewhere along the line his conscience got short-circuited. And he, he really had a hard time understanding why Lydia and James turned their backs on him. But that, you know, I, I understand it.
0: Most people that are intelligent have a heart. But Marcus Farrell lived in his own world of, I'm great and don't even think anybody's going to take me down, which is really scary, right. too. Mm-hmm. So why did they think Cordelia was the killer? Why would she kill somebody? Well,
1: well, they knew uh quick, fairly quickly that Cordelia was sneaking out of the house no yeah, yeah,
0: smart girl to
1: yep to meet to meet uh this young man uh Eddie, that she was interested in so mm. they 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 did not really have a motive, but they did have uh opportunity because they knew that that uh, she was floating in and out of the house and so they figured that she could have gone somewhere um and murdered someone. So she had the opportunity to do it.
0: Yeah, but Lydia's smart, so too bad, Cordelia. What can I say? So mm-hmm. before I forget, tomorrow somebody we all know and love, Lee Matthew Goldberg, vanish me. On Tuesday, this is I'm gonna have to put I've never done this before an interview, a disclaimer. The title of the book is Death Warrant. It's highly controversial. And I'm going to have to say, actually, it's about um, a program. The girl's brother owns owes a lot of money. And in order to get the debt paid, she pays to get herself killed on television, on this oh television show. Yeah. So when I read it, I go like, everybody, this is not real. It doesn't happen, but I'm going to have to say something. On the second, we have Connie DeMarco, Serpent's Doom. On the seventh, this is going to be so exciting. I get the first interview, Don Bentley, Zero Hour, the new Tom Clancy. I'm excited. And on the ninth, Alan Topol, the Kelly Cameron is back with this Chinese agent. And there's a whole lot more coming in the month of June. In the last week of June, the 27th, Tess Gerrinson, listen to me. It's like... My, if anybody has a book coming out, you better tell me because I just filled in the last day of October. I'm into November, people, and it's amazing. So without giving it away, how did you create the final reveal, and how would it affect Lydia and her family? I love Lydia.
1: Well, um, that, was, that was tricky because uh, yeah. w- one of the things that I ran up against is, Um, Marcus Farrell of course is a very wealthy man and has a lot of money to make problems go away so uh, but uh, Reese kind of blurts out the the identity of the murderer and then as the conversation if you will continues all of the pieces are put together Uh, but um again, you know, I've had uh some questions from readers because they said, but nobody gets punished in this. Well, unfortunately, money talks and uh so the malefactors were were able to escape being hanged. So that that was a, a very tricky uh, tricky thing. Uh it also, of course, I think helps Lydia, because she she's able to help uh, Cordelia, and they she does soften a bit towards her father. They don't really come to a full reconciliation. I mean, he's still who he is, but they are uh, they do. She does soften to him, and Reese decides after Marcus Farrell treats Sharon and Jerusa equally, that he's not all bad. So it does have an effect, and it's going to have a, a long, more long-reaching effect, too, as Marcus Farrell reaches out to, to James and they try to reconcile. Whether Marcus Farrell uh, is able to continue growing as a person, well, we don't know that, do we? So, uh, But it was tricky because um, I'm dealing with, Societal mores in Of that time That are not the same uh, uh, As what we have Not completely anyway Although a lot of people Who have money still get off
0: well, yeah, I'm Jerusa I love this kid And I know that she was friends with Cordelia but she also realizes Cordelia has a lot of faults And as far as education If she went to school there She was afraid it wasn't going to work out so why didn't right. she want to go Boston? Why she wanted to go somewhere else? Because she's, she's she's really smart. She realizes that that would have might have been a mistake. So what are they going to do?
1: Well, um, I, I'm going to address that in the next book, I think, because Good. there were uh, um, other female academies that were uh, starting to be. Uh, to, uh, to be created. It was, it was very, very new. Uh, up to probably the late 1700s, it was unusual for girls to continue their schooling. But uh, after about 1793, a number of schools were set up. One of them, uh, of course, one of them was in Boston by Caleb Bingham, and Lydia went to that school, uh, and that became part of the Boston Public Schools. Uh, But there are other female academies uh, that are um, being set up, and so Lydia is going to do some research, and Jerusa will go to one so that she can get uh, increase her education and become a teacher. I mean, the avenues for girls at that point were pretty narrow, uh, but they were allowed to be teachers. And Lydia, I mean, and Jerusa wants to be a real teacher, not in a dame school. So she needs to have uh, some additional schooling. So uh, they are. Go- I'm going to address that in the next one. I don't want to tell you <laughs> where I uh, decide to send her.
0: They're not going to have the rule. I remember in some places, if you were a teacher, you couldn't get married. You had to stay single. Yes,
1: they, they fired you, actually. They fired you. And... Uh, I can remember my mother was a librarian, as as I was and as my daughter is now, actually. But uh, when she was working, got a job as a librarian, they paid her less than half of what they had paid the man before her because she was a woman. It was my father who actually went in and fought for her to get the same amount of money because she was doing the same job. But a lot of these changes are very, very recent, Women were were supposed to be, you know, married, and once you were married, you weren't supposed to work outside the home. So that's why there were so many spinster teachers.
0: That's profession, but not, not so much now. It's different. No. I retired yeah, little thank little. goodness. Right now, people. <laughs> so the title, Murder, Sweet Murder, and Who
1: Created the Cover? The cover is really great yeah to- that's that's really nice that's severn house i i've I really like their covers they've really done such a good job um and it it's different in that there in with Boston actually was not a city it was still a large town at this point, but it's an urban setting as opposed to the more rural settings that Reese is usually in. That's why you see the big coach. riding across the the cover is that they that's the coach that the uh, Farrells have the one with the matched set of four horses pulling it so it's a much different uh, vibe than uh, several of the other books and the title is I use the sweet because part of the core of the setting is the whole sugar sugar changing into rum and the part of the triangle trade that enriched so many of the Boston merchants at that time, and of course, the triangle, the three legs being the fish going to the slaves on the plantations, the rum being the sugar and the molasses being distilled into rum, and then the purchase of more slaves, so they had really a triangle across the Atlantic. That is
0: interesting. So what is next for my favorite people, Reese and Lydia and Jerusa. Can't forget her.
1: Well, I'm I am going to uh definitely address the her her, her schooling. And mm-hmm. I think in the next one I'm going to um talk about uh really PTSD and I'm going to have a lot of mm. um discussions of what it was like during the Revolutionary War, which was the war that Reese fought in. He was 16 at the time. And uh, so that's where I'm going with that one, with, uh, and the effect of um, the imprisonment on the, the ship, the Liberty, in uh, Brooklyn Bay by the British, where they it was just incredible how many people died. On the mm. on those those prison ships. So that's what I'm going to do for the next one. I, I don't do have think a title coming for it up. yet. When do you well, think it's going to come out?
0: I don't have, have a date,
1: date
0: for yet. It yet. Yeah. Well, so. probably in 2023. So I'm I'm safe so far. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I I just got a, an email from Gina. Uh, Gina. I just booked October 26th. That's the last one people for October. But I, I'm wow. totally, I'm honored. Um, David Putnam is the author, a New York Times author of the Bruno Johnson series, and Oceanville keeps me very busy. And they did send me the book, and then uh, David's wife must have found out because she just emailed me and said February seventh, we're on. We want you to do the first interview when the book comes out. I go like, no problem. <laughs> uh-huh. So. I, I, You know, this is so amazing. This is something that I never expected to do, but I'm so glad I'm doing it because it really, you know, in order to what's going on in the world today, to get your book out there and to have people, you know, read it and know it's there is not easy. So Mm -hmm. hopefully by listening to the show and whatever, so you're going to do, when it does come out, are you going to do another tour with uh, Gina and Wendy? i hmm Uh,
1: probably. they're,
0: They're the I just wish Cheryl was here because she used to, you know, email me back and forth and tell me what I was right, doing what, what I was doing wrong. It's so cool. Oh, so, oh
1: goodness. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, i goodness. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It really was because if, if something was static or I couldn't hear it or something. So, um, Isabel, is, oh, is she going to be in the next one or Isabel? Not I'm like, in the next
1: is, one. I haven't decided exactly what to do. I mean, I obviously want to continue the story of uh, Cordelia and Jerusa. And um, whether or not they're going to continue with uh, Marcus Farrell or with Boston, I haven't decided yet. So, um, you know, I usually think two or three books out, but then after that, it's like a, a mystery to me, too.
0: Well, the ending was kind of surprising. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to say what it was is. It I was really? like, I was like, what? I was like, yeah. It was kind of kind of different. And as a result, I was like, that really, she really did that. Okay, not bad.
1: So, well, I you know happened? I like to keep things people on their toes. You know,
0: if you and, guess and it, it
1: too easily, I didn't do my job right.
0: I, I was wondering what was going to happen, and I was like, yeah. And it sort of doesn't really endear you to Marcus, but I can understand, you know, where he's coming from, and mm-hmm. whatever he was going to do, yeah. That that's, yeah. that's yes. So I, I'm that's that's really amazing. So you're going to bring back, of course, Lydia and Jerusa and Cordelia, right. I hope comes back eventually. Right.
1: Absolutely, because I'm going to send her to the same school Jerusa is going to. Oh, that's so, even scary. <laughs> Jerusa is going to be there with Cordelia, whether she likes it or not. So, yeah. So, so uh, you, that's that's what I that have in this planned.
0: That is really good. I really like this. You know, I get so many books to read. Don't ask how many. Inside, They're staring at me, and then I pick up. You know, your book. Fine. I like. I, I. I don't want to put it down. And then I've gotten a couple that are inside, and I'm reading the back covers. Some of them just come. I don't even know I'm getting them. And I'm going, like, why me? Uh-huh. You know, everybody's everybody's writing something, but a lot of people are not writing like you do, something that's different or in a different time period. Know, thank
1: you. Because I do appreciate talk- the fact that you do this, too, because, uh, you know, especially with the pandemic, uh, a lot of the writers' yeah. careers took a hit.
0: And I felt, I so, felt anyway. so bad for them. I tell you, I've been honored because Philip Margolin's book is coming out November eighth. He already took that date for the new one that's coming out. The new Robin, um, the new Robin, um, uh, uh, I can't, uh, the new dark, the darkest place. And it really uh-huh. is. It's great. He he is great. He's fun too. But uh, yeah, this is great. I love doing this. It's fun, and if it makes somebody's career even better, that's even better than that. So where can everybody buy all of your books from the first one to the to this one? And if you haven't read all of them, I'll start at the beginning and take them all.
1: Well, they, of course they're all available on on Amazon. You can get them through Barnes and Noble. Uh, they they are really book, book bub, uh all the usual suspects. You can you know get the books, so they're very readily available, and they're in hardcover. Most of them are in paperback, and of course they're all available mm-hmm. on Kindle.
0: I'm so glad you have print and hardcover, and the, that's the other
1: thing that I'm getting complaining about
0: is that a lot of the books are coming in fonts that I need to get a magnifying glass. The author, the publishers are saving paper by making the font smaller. Mm-hmm. And go like help, I, I, and I don't read them. I want, I yeah. wind up definitely, definitely not reading them. Yeah, it's sad. Now your book, I have to tell everybody, all of my books go to. My dermatologist, because his wife wants them, so yours is in the okay. pile now. Okay. Yeah, in two <laughs> weeks he. T- I don't have to go to see him for a visit. He just says, "If you're coming through the door, don't you dare come without
1: books." Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Spread them around.
0: Yeah, he's really he's great, and I don't have to ask for an appointment because I bring books. But yeah, he specifically asked, "What do you have next?" Because he calls ever so often, and my niece my wife, they just bought three houses. So they're trying oh to show the bookshelves. Yeah, but she does read and I said, You're gonna to want to read this. I put it like an X on the ones that they should read. But mm-hmm. thank you so much. Everybody, this is this is a great book. Murder, sweet murder, great title. The sugar, yeah, I get it. Everybody, Eleanor, thank you so much. Everybody have
1: a great day. Stay safe and bye. Thank you, Fran. Bye bye.